<laughs> Yellow. Yellow. Green, green. <laughs> no, that's what the phone does. Yeah. Green, green. Yellow. <laughs> Yellow. Must be a Packers fan. <laughs> wow, we're off to a great start. Say, I've got to say, happy Saturday to you. I mean, yeah, yeah. I hope it's going well. It is, and uh, I realized last time that we did this, we did this on a weekday. And Correct. I, I think the quality uh, was maybe trash because <laughs> we did it on a weekday uh, after work. And Dude, everyone's in the zone. Like, I mean... Yeah, during during the week, I find myself just in a weird zone. But then once Saturday hits, dude, everything's off the shoulders, and I'm it, I get to live my my own personal life. And your own personal life includes uh, going to the doctor for a blood test. It does, yes. Um, uh, so so he brings in a syringe, he sticks it in your arm, he draws a little blood, he squirts it in his mouth, goes and says, yeah. yeah tastes like pennies you're good yeah it tastes like uh, your levels are fine yeah we'll see you later man i'm excited i'm looking forward to the results because like i said i pulled sort of a tim ferris and i just wanted i got my uh my blood tested in january and saw that some levels were uh not quite exactly where they should be so oh. i went on that keto diet i should mention i uh, i don't know if i've told you yet but i'm i'm actually on the keto ketogenic diet have you heard of that I have, I have. It's the new, um, it's the new vegan. Yeah, I, I don't do think you, I've ever you? told anybody about it, but no. um, <laughs> figured I'd spill the beans, <laughs> but not eat them because there's carbs in them. Ooh, so um, very good. So anyway, okay, so yeah, you don't have the results yet. No, I don't. But three months later, and I'm I'm getting that blood test, my blood tested again just to see exactly what the keto diet did to my levels. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, that's great. I like that you actually did the blood test. Uh, I think that'd be really interesting, but I've, I've never done anything like that. So I, uh, I'm interested to see what you found out. What did, were you lacking certain minerals, certain uh, red food dye or something in the first one that made yeah. you want to start keto? I, well, I was, I was a little down in vitamin D, so I, uh, <sighs> and I'm a ginger, so that might be why, but... Um, so they, I mean, they got me on this vitamin D supplement, just something you pick up like on Amazon or whatever. There um, you go. But so that wasn't a big deal. But cholesterol was a little high because dude, I just didn't, I didn't give a crap about uh, like what I was putting in my body. So this whole keto thing is going to be interesting because, dude, as you know, you're eating a shitload of fat, and <laughs> people think that fat directly correlates to cholesterol. Um, so. But I, I've seen so many people, I mean, anecdotal evidence, but so many people, like, just their their cholesterol levels regulate, you know, become more, uh, I guess, regular or right uh, by doing this keto diet. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so you're living off cheese sticks and Slim Jims. Yep. And coconut oil. Coconut oil. But 26 pounds down. 26 pounds. So it does Holy something. Cow. Wow. That's that's pretty substantial for you. Man, that's a good feeling. I would anyway, guess so. enough about me. Dude, actually actually more about me. Let me tell you about the rest of my morning. <laughs> <Please>. Yes. <laughs> so so after after they uh, 
you know, I was fasting this morning, so they, they took a bunch of blood. I didn't even have coffee or anything like that. So, dude, after after they took all that blood out of me, I'm like, holy crap, I need some coffee and some food to sort of, like, get, get wired for the day, get going a little bit. So I walked over to one of our local... Um, well, it's a, it's actually a food truck. It's called the food truck, um, but they also now have a cafe. Have you have you seen this when you were back in town? I have. I actually ate at the food truck one time. Okay, the actual truck the itself. Yeah, not they have a, an actual location though now too. Yeah, um, it's it's uh, right beside like right by the doctor's office. So I just walked over there, um, and it's a little cafe, uh, like four four tables never oh, busy fun. so um man i went in there got got some nice uh some nice bacon and eggs they actually mm-hmm. cure their own their own bacon so it's Dude. it's all like from scratch and it's just some of the best bacon i've ever had that's that's pretty awesome so have something like that so close to home yeah and you know i love i love uh choosing places like that um to grab things like breakfast or even i mean Whatever it is, dude, there's, this may sound hipster of me to say, but there's something to be said about buying local. Like, I just love supporting, uh, like, local small businesses because we all know that they're probably struggling pretty well um, because it's really hard to scale those things up. Yeah, especially in a small city like that that's somewhat remote, and I'm sure it's not easy to get uh, basic materials right the food i'm sure they can get meat pretty easily but uh any specialty item any sort of like seafood or if i remember right they serve some uh some things that no other places in newtown do right they do they serve like weird unique foods from all around the world right right like stuff beyond corn dogs yeah like fish and chips whoa (laughs) that's just pretty pretty out there for for carney um, man, I just disclosed where you live, so I'm Uh-oh. I'm sorry about that. Well, I think we've well, I think we've broken that. the news before. We talked about Cotton Mill. That's right. Okay. <clears throat> All good. Well, it's still nobody knows where exactly you're at in Carney or until, around Carney until or under future Carney. episodes. <laughs> it's all you know. They just like Google your name. And oh crap! That's it. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, good. Good for the food truck and good for you and. Very excited to see those results. Boy, oh boy. You and me both. Um, you know, going sort of piggybacking on that that whole buy local thing, after the yeah. food truck cafe, I thought to myself, okay, I had two cups of coffee here. Normally I have like, I don't know, maybe three or four cups of coffee a day, especially on a Saturday. You know, you just sort of sit around and sip on coffee. But um, so I was thinking, okay, I'd... Once I get home, I don't really want to make a whole batch of coffee. That's right. Because I've already had a decent amount. So, I would like... I, I hardly ever do this, but I, I would like to stop by someplace and grab a cup of coffee to go. So, I was thinking, okay, what are my options? We have, you know, like the typical Starbucks, and but there there are also some, some other local coffee shops in the area. That's but right. But there's this other coffee shop that just popped up like probably a month ago or so. Um, I'll actually disclose the name. It's called Calico Coffee Company. It's sweet. Um, I've, I've wanted to look into it for a while. I actually know the owner, um, 
and they they have this this cool thing where they roast their beans in house. So they have oh, beans nice. like shipped to them from Costa Rica or wherever, and they actually roast them in house and then make the coffee out of those. So. Um, you know, anyways, any, any anybody outside of Nebraska would probably be like, "Well, duh! So it's a local right. place. Of course, they have to roast their own." But it, that's totally not true. That's not the case. Yeah, a lot of places just get get uh, beans shipped to them that are already roasted and just yeah do it that way. But yeah. these, I mean, this guy, this is like an actual coffee company where they actually sell sell their uh, their beans and it's the whole nine yards. So that's nice. Yeah, so I walked in and I checked the place out, got a cup of coffee to go. That's what I'm sipping on this morning. Um, man, the atmosphere there was just incredible, though. I I appreciate a good Whoa. coffee shop. Maybe you should uh, take the old laptop and, and start recording this there. And I can't think of a more <laughs> more terrible thing to do to a local coffee. <laughs> I'm just uh, sitting and here the- and uh, drinking my coffee, a little stale, a little burn. <laughs> But I'll get through it. But by the end of it, somehow no one's there. <laughs> well, we started uh, off, it was a really busy day at Calico Coffee Company, but now all of a sudden we're an hour into Skylar being there, and uh, he's the only one there. Oh, it's a, that's a very popular thing there, too, is like the, the local radio stations going to different different stores and coming to you live from whatever it may be, the feedlot. Yep. I can't imagine them doing that at a coffee shop. No. Well, they they probably do it, but from what I remember uh, from the places that I worked when when the radio stations were there, uh, it was usually during times with very little foot traffic. So anybody that came in the store uh, had about a 98% chance of getting pulled to the side and, oh, what, what what are you here for today? What are you shopping for? And, you know. Well, to be honest with you, spreaders. to be honest with you, I'm here to sort of be in my own frickin' zone and buy whatever I want. That's right. I'm here <laughs> to be a good consumer, not to, not to create content for you. I'll go do that on my own podcast in my own local coffee shop. Exactly. Yeah. Man, oh man. Do you do, uh, do you ever work, work from coffee shops? You know what? In that town? I uh, I actually I I love the idea of that. Um, yeah. I will be doing that, but dude, up to this point, I actually haven't had it really a fully functioning laptop. Uh-oh. I have a desktop that I that I do all my like I guess work stuff on at home. If I remember um, right, you you were a big proponent of the netbook, the mini underpowered yeah. laptop. Yeah, I had one of those when I when I studied abroad, and it came in super handy because it was super tiny, um, super twice in one sentence cool. Uh, anyway, well, my newest, my newest, uh, purchase, I guess, uh, yeah, really one of my newest tech purchases was a couple months ago. I got a, a Chromebook. Have you seen those? I, I have. I've, I've actually, I had one for a little while. Okay. See, this is, I mean, it was like, I think two, two, three hundred bucks. Like you can tell the hardware is like the way it's made is a little, a little cheap um yeah it's it's like plastic and whatnot but it's it also runs a super light operating system that chrome os that's right, that's right. so actually last night i put linux on it so um Ooh. in hopes that i can have Good more choice. of a fully functioning 
computer. So yeah, because you you're basically buying a a tablet, an Android tablet with a keyboard. Yeah. Kind of exactly. It, at least that's when I bought mine, which was admittedly like a few years ago. Uh, but I also knew that I was really only going to use it for writing and browsing the web, and it worked for that. But I, I've since moved on. Yeah, man, I I think it's well worth the uh, the couple hundred bucks. Um, it it's in my case, it's a laptop when I don't have a, another laptop, so it's it's something. And I mean, realistically, basically everything I do these days on on the computer is browser based. Or can be browser based, so yeah, <clears throat> and it's all moving, moving that way. Well, yeah, I also like the idea of working uh, from small local coffee shop, and I would never do it. I love the idea of it, but <laughs> the, the like the two times that I did it, I was like, "What am I doing here? I can't concentrate at all." Really? It, yeah, it's it's very much like the. Uh, you know, some of the, the companies and the, the industries that we sort of have worked in are all about the open office plan. And why don't we just get a picnic table and six people can sit here with everything they have and it'll promote collaboration when in reality, uh, it's just, that'd be annoying and noisy. Yeah. And not that cubicles are the, are the real solution or separate offices, but... Um, I, I don't know. For me, at least, no true work could be done from a coffee shop. It'd be very hard. I'd have to take my my headphones and and, bla- and at that point, I'm just listening to music very loud and staring at my screen. So I can I can do that from home just as well. <laughs> but with crappier coffee. That's right. That's right. How I do would... you? So you you brew your own coffee, right? Do you just have a basic? drip coffee maker yeah i do i uh actually i i chose to go with one not with one of those that has the carafe like the the glass thing that the coffee drips into but it's yeah. sort of an all-in-one contained thing where the carafe is like built into the top of the coffee maker itself and you press your mug up against it and it just dispenses it kind of like a oh. fountain drink dispenser hey so i would think uh, that would get even uh, even dirtier than your normal coffee maker, which mine, at least, I've had for two years now, and I've never replaced the filter or I've done much of any maintenance beyond running, like, vinegar through there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does that work? Yeah, this this one does get a little dirty. You've got to gotta run the vinegar every now and again, but I'm not sure. I, I'm pretty sure that, uh, that my next one, I've had this one for probably, oh, probably a year and a half or so at least. And I'm thinking my next one I'll probably go the more traditional route. But I am somewhat sad to say that I've fallen into the trap of trying different coffee makers. So I have the the drip machine, which is the one that I use most. And I also have one of those, um, there's a name for them. But it's, French press. It's like, no, no. I, though I, I'm thinking about getting one of those just for iced coffee. Espresso uh, machine. No. No. Nope. Just the pour over machine. Ah. It's not a machine. It's just a looks like a chemistry uh like a meth bottle, you know. Yep, you put a put a filter in the top and pour right. hot water over it. That's exactly it. Yeah. Cool. And do you like uh, doing it? Do you like I, that method? 
Um, I do when it's not the morning because in the morning I just I want everything to be as easy as possible so I can get out the door as fast as possible. Yep. And so, you know, I don't have to like be conscious of decisions before seven o'clock. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it, it's one of those things that I bought and I was really excited about uh, because I made coffee in an afternoon one time and then come to find out in the everyday world, it's not as, not as exciting as I, as I thought it'd be, I, I guess Why? maybe cause you don't use it as often as you thought you would. No, you roll out of bed, and I, I've gone back to my drip coffee maker with my alarm, right? I don't grind the beans up and make them every morning. I, I, I throw everything in there at night. Turn I the do the same on. thing. Yeah. That's the way to do it, man. It is. It is. It's The coffee's nowhere near as good, but there's also something to be said for cheap coffee. Hmm. Follow me here, but... Cheap coffee just kind of has a taste that puts you in a certain, a certain mindset. I ah, guess, like a right? drone mindset. Maybe a drone mindset, but it's it's like the the coffee, the coffee smell that you grew up with, right? Right. It's 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 like real coffee. Like the uh, you have a cafe there um, that would brew some pretty garbage coffee. Um, and like I remember going with my dad to get breakfast there sometimes, and that's always that's always the coffee that I smelled. So yep. growing up, that's what I thought of as coffee, right? It's not like your rich, beautiful flavors. It's like opening up a, a tub of Folgers and, and getting a whiff of that like right half dirt, half coffee mix. <laughs> but something you know about it just works. It does. But when I I. Man, I, I completely see where you're coming from on that. But whenever I, whenever I smell, like, I guess, for lack of a better word, boring coffee like that, um, it's it takes me back to those sorts of days, but it also makes me feel like I'm in way too much of a routine. Like, okay, just because of, I guess, because of the nostalgia, because people who are in a routine tend to buy coffee in bulk. The the uh, easiest coffee to buy in bulk is one of those big old Folgers things, and and then it's like you you have that for three months or whatever, and uh, I don't know. There's there's something about something about buying uh, uh, what's what's the word higher quality coffee I guess that it makes me feel like I'm breaking things up and like makes me feel like I can kind of appreciate the coffee a little bit more when I'm when I'm drinking it in the morning but right you're you're invested in it instead of just being like Milton in office space and just <laughs> being bored and just sipping on a steaming cup of coffee so I've been on both ends I've been the person who goes to uh, the small uh, little beanery or whatever it's called <laughs> that like right. sources and roasts their own beans but they don't actually brew any coffee. They just sell it in expensive little bags with like stamped on branding. Yep. Um, it's like a. I used to. I used to go to like a warehouse that was only open like two hours on Saturday and maybe like on Thursdays sometime. Something like that. <laughs> I, and I was that out to, west? That was out west, and I, I used to pay quite a bit for that coffee, and it was really, really, really good. Uh, and 
right? They they were saying that it was sustainably bought and all that uh, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've been on both ends, but sometimes you just need that that staple, yeah, that staple coffee that that I don't know the the potting soil coffee just brings you back to a certain certain place. That uh, works for me, man. So so is that what you have on a daily basis typically? Uh, it's it's a bit of a mix. Yeah, I so I don't I don't just buy the bulk. You know, I don't go to Costco and get. Eighty pounds of Folgers. <laughs> right. I still, I still get, you know, I'll, I'll go buy the 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 stuff in bulk from the um, kind of specialty corner where you pour it in your own bag and mm-hmm. you know can uh, can grind it there at home. I'll still do that, but I realize that's not that's not quite as special as you're talking about. Hmm. Well, who knows, man? I'm I'm sure. I'm sure one day I'll, I'll sort of get to the Folgers level, but until then, I I'm really just appreciating being able to kind of enjoy a higher quality coffee. I think that's good. Folgers, the Folgers mindset is nothing to aspire to. I don't think. It's no, but I think we'll all be there one day. You think so? I don't know. I hope not, but I <laughs> <laughs> you're flip flopping on me a lot today. I think well, um, I think I think that I that I eventually will, but at this point I don't want to. Well, you still have taste buds. Yeah. You want to enjoy your coffee. I get that. I get that. I'm already getting to the point where like I'm I'm seeking kind of bolder flavors and I, like 3 or 4 years ago I'd never consider putting hot sauce on anything. And now it's like anything I eat can <laughs> be drenched in hot sauce and yeah. be more than edible be preferred right right and i used to just like man i, I hated seeing people like drench their uh, their pizza in cholula but yep now i get it and uh, yeah. I, I just i just feel i don't know as you get older you you become more open to things like that and i think it's because you, your taste buds start to slowly die yeah and you know what i've i've actually thought about that a bit too Think about eating eggs in the morning. Everyone's had scrambled eggs probably several times in their lives. Um, so big assumption to make. <laughs> several times, <laughs> at least a handful of times. Um, but you know, everybody knows how scrambled eggs taste. So young, like kids, have obviously had scrambled eggs far fewer times than somebody in their thirties. So somebody in their thirties. They've eaten these scrambled eggs like three thousand times in their life, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so I think after a while, it could be that their taste buds are going kaput, but it's it could also be that they're just getting bored with it. You have that's to liven true. it up a little bit. That that that's true, I suppose. I remember when I was little eating ketchup and eggs. Yeah, that, just, actually, I did the same. That was pretty solid. Well. Now it'd be gross. It'd be it'd be pretty bad. I, I tried to do some ketchup and macaroni and cheese. Yep. Not too long ago. Oh my god. What was I thinking? <laughs> I what a uh, I, I used to make sandwiches with like bologna and peanut butter and jelly and mustard and ketchup. Dude. <laughs> what? Because I was a kid and I you know I didn't know any better and. Were you high? Um, 
I wasn't I wasn't high. I was just a latchkey kid, right? The parents right? were gone, and I, I had full access to anything I wanted, but I didn't quite know how to use the stove yet. So let's That's just awesome. let's just get in there and get one of everything. Let's see how the mustard pairs with the grape jelly. Right. You know what? I've never actually delved delved into that world of sweet and salty on a sandwich. I've heard of people doing like peanut butter and pickles. Stuff like that, yeah. but I have never been bold enough to try that. I could, I could see that working. I, you've had to have had like peanut butter on a burger, though, right? So oh yeah, yeah, and that's that's dang good. Uh, I still do peanut butter and eggs, which really? That, oh yeah, that's uh, that's some, that's some special. Can you walk yep. me through that? Yeah, you make eggs and then you put peanut butter on them. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. No, like, I, it's usually on a, a sandwich where I like spread some peanut butter on the toast or whatever, and then throw some eggs on there, maybe a little cheese on top too, and it it works. It works for me. Uh, I believe it works. That sounds uh, the other, excellent. The excellent. other person in this uh, household um, does not agree with that mentality at all. She doesn't care for the the peanut butter and eggs, but <laughs> I, I want you to try it and see what you think because it it really. It really works for me. Boy, I would love to. In fact, I might actually do it in omelet form. Have the omelet going, and then while it's still on the stove, spread some peanut butter on that thing, fold it over. Wow. Boy. You're either going to wind up with a mess or something pretty good. I'm, I'm not bold enough to actually put the peanut butter in the, the frying pan, but hey, just report back. Will do, man. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I'm trying to trying to think of what other terrible things i've i've made you know know what my my brother back in the day when we were growing up he's like two years younger than me Mm -hmm. he would put ranch dressing on absolutely everything so like that's that's a midwestern thing i think yeah i think you're right but like like you said macaroni and cheese i would sometimes put ketchup on there and that was that was kind of a hit like in the elementary school days middle school days yeah um but he would he would just soak that stuff in ranch dressing. I, uh, on his I mac and cheese. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Okay. Well, so I'm I'm thinking back to the the trays in the elementary school and the rectangle pizza. Yep. Uh, which was fantastic. But yeah, th- there were a lot of kids um, that would fill up at least one square with ranch dressing. Didn't matter <laughs> what what we got. Right. They would fill it up, and they would, you know, fries, hamburger, anything, and just abuse that poor tub of, of ranch dressing day in, day out. Right. I, I first of all, I, I hate ranch, so, and I've never, um, I can't. It smells like dirty feet. It smells oh, like man. A, a locker room to me, Dang and it. I can't, I can't even get over the smell enough to put it in my mouth. So maybe I, I can't really appreciate it, but I can't imagine that pairing well with chocolate milk and uh, <laughs> and like pepperoni pizza, right? With what exactly. amounts to like sliced jerky on top of it, <laughs> and your vanilla pudding with a few pieces of lettuce in it. <laughs> right? It can't work. It can't work together. No, I don't. I don't see how it can. Oh, I, I know when I when I started making eggs though that I would just use a little pam, and I did this for years. Just a little pam in the pan, fry them up, 
eat them that way. And I thought that was great until I discovered, for some reason, my mother never used butter. She never puts butter in things, especially like to okay. fry things up. She never uses, she uses like Crisco, I think, or something like that. But Uses what? Crisco. Which okay, is just sure. like vegetable oil, maybe, or like lard. I don't really even know what it is. It's, That's it's a popular insane. choice, I think. Is it? In the mother community. It, it must be, but it was only until I got out on my own that I could really, I don't know, utilize butter. Utilize. Yeah. Utilize. <laughs> Use and make the most of butter. Man, and butter is excellent in a frying pan. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. So, having never been exposed to butter, I, you, you learn how fast butter can go from uh, a nice frying material to a brown <laughs> fog-producing, uh, <laughs> fire-catching substance <laughs> yep. real fast. There's a fine line. So, had to learn all that. <laughs> well, that's how we grow up, right? Yeah, yeah. We we really should have put some forethought into this because I'm I'm sure we could have come up with some terrible things that we made when we were little or still make that just totally seem normal to us. But okay, you know what? So so you mentioned the whole peanut butter sandwich thing, and I've been I've been that's been in the back of my mind ever since. So back in the day, growing up, I would I would always make peanut butter sandwiches too, but it was peanut butter, banana, and honey. And, oh well, that's and that's, that's it's not it's not super weird, but damn, was it good! Um, but the key here is when you make a peanut butter sandwich, to make it, I mean seriously, to make it like ten times better, put a layer of butter on each side, or not each side, but on each inside of the the bread, okay. you know, before the peanut butter layers. And what does this do? It makes the peanut butter more rich, or something. It uh, it like molds with the peanut butter just perfectly. Um, so you do that, and then you put your sliced bananas on there, and then you drizzle it with some honey, and then throw that thing on the George Foreman. Grill her up, man. <laughs> it sounds really good, and I, it's something I'd probably try. But the last ten minutes of this has probably been the, like the worst cooking show. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Two totally uninformed guys talking about like yeah, cooking we, Wonder Bread and <laughs> skipping peanut butter. Welcome back to Cook by the Seat of Your Pants. <laughs> it's like the yeah the, the lamest kitchen life hacks. Like, wash your frying pan after you use it. <laughs> Rinse it out. This boy oh boy, we should probably have we should probably have topics coming into this, but you know I think I think we'll. There have been times throughout this thing, and I think Bill can agree, where we've where we've caught our drift and we've had five to ten good minutes. But thus far, you, you've had to really explore the mine for about thirty minutes before you got any sort of glimpse of gold. You know, <laughs> you got to wander around for a while. Oh yeah, and I think that's I think that's partly due to a lack of preparation on our part. Well, okay. So, what's your what's your dream job, right? If you could do anything, well, it would definitely be something internet marketing related. But I'm not sure if I would be in an office. I'm not sure what uh, 
what type of like city atmosphere I'd be in. Um, Obviously, the the four hour work week would be. Would well, be I'll tell you what. I yeah, uh, working shorter days would be ideal. Not four hours per week, but um, dude, six hours a day, ideal. That'd be fine. Yeah. Unless I'm working from home, and unless it's uh it's my own gig, then man, I'm more than willing to just sit down and work for twelve hours. I think I think you could make that make that happen in your real life. Yeah. So internet marketing, I guess, is is a pretty like marketable skill or thing to do, right? Like there there are already jobs that exist for that. Yep. So you shouldn't have you shouldn't have trouble finding your happiness. It makes me think of like every now and again you meet uh, a customer service god, right? Or you you call in and there's just someone who's divine at what they do. Yeah. You call into a call center and say, "Hey, I was uh, overcharged for a service I didn't sign up for," and like Tanya's already. She's already corrected it, and she's already like knocked five extra bucks off your monthly bill, and before you're even done talking, and you know, she's ready to say, "Is there anything else I can do for you today?" Pleasure to talk to you. But then there are other times that you call in, of course, and like the person is just totally inept and can't can't fathom like anything you're talking about, yep. and they can't they can't get off like their uh, their script. Right, they they have yeah. to like check the boxes on the screen in front of them. Ask the customer their name. Ask the customer their address. Right, <laughs> instead of instead of Tanya, who's like, oh, I ha- I have their phone number. I bet it's this. They mentioned this that's on their bill. Click click clack. We're done here. Yeah, exactly. But, but Tanya Tanya probably didn't set out to be a customer service god, right? Ah, true. She didn't set out to be that diamond amongst turds. <laughs> How do we become Tanya? You know, I think part of it is this is going to sound pretty uh, new agey, but living in the moment and just uh, just focusing on enjoying what you're doing and doing it the best you can. Because I think when you really focus on what you're doing on a daily basis uh, and like just whatever it is, just try to be good at it. Uh, I think that sort of changes the attitude. It's true. Just it's put true. in a little effort. So you're more you're more of the mindset of anybody can have their dream job and the right right state of mind. Yeah, I think so. Um, Dream it and you can achieve it. Cat trying to climb a very tall tree on a poster. <laughs> yeah, hang in there. But <laughs> uh, but hang at the there. same at the same time, I'm wondering if this whole internet marketing dream of mine. Um, is sort of a false, uh, again losing the word, but uh, like a, it's a it's vice, not. Uh, it's like it's not. It's ideal unless you think about it. Well, even thinking about it, I uh, I love the idea of it. I love. I mean, I could talk about this that stuff all day, every day. But what happens if I end up getting into this internet marketing world and realizing, ah, oh, the grass was not greener on this side. Yeah, I think that's bound to happen with anything. Like uh, I, I know for for a while I wanted to be like a a writer, not like a 
eight to five writer, but just as a hobby. And I still do mm-hmm. it sometimes, and it feels so good. Like when you when you write something that um, you're into and you actually find interesting, right? Even if you don't want to share it with anybody, but and I think a lot of people fall in love with the idea of being a writer or like a, a travel photographer or something like that. But you have to realize that if you're a writer, sometimes you just have to shut yourself in a room and be alone with your thoughts and read and write and write a lot of garbage, right? Like write five pages for every one page of decent stuff. Sure. And like it very quickly becomes uncomfortable and hard given on given like how many distractions you have to, to split your attention. Oh, yeah. Right? So And like travel photography, right? So... Even if you do that, you still have to go through airports and you're sitting on planes and you have the airport hangovers. And even after you take the pictures, you have to like edit and review and sit on a computer and just organize and submit photos. Yeah. Right? So there's always like a lapse between uh, what your ideal thing is and like actually doing it, I guess. Man, Maybe that's, that's a the great difference point. between like uh, a hobby and and a job, right? Because you, if you want to write or uh, take pictures as a hobby, like I can just sit down and, and write uh, a trash story. No one's ever going to see it, but as long as I felt good while I was doing it, that's cool. And the same with photographs. Like you can just take pictures. Maybe there are a few that you want to get printed off, but you don't have to sit there and look through every one of them after you you have a shoot, right? Like you're not reliant on on a paycheck from that, right? That's a that's a great point. And uh, a, a lot of times, actually, getting a paycheck from it detracts from a lot of the pleasure um, that you get from it because it's it's so easy to add stress when. Uh, I mean, when when the company's relying on you to do this stuff, and you're like, oh boy, got to get the, yeah. the perfect picture. So now all of a sudden, this this hobby that I once had is now something that I'm like freaking out over, and it's really not that fun anymore. Oh, that's right, and it it just introduces so many other things. Like, um, if you're a mechanic and you want to get paid for what you do, you have to order parts. Right, you have to maintain like an inventory of common parts, and you have to send invoices, and you have to provide customer service. You have to call people to let them know when their car is ready, things like that. If if it's a one man show, yeah, it's not just so, turning the wrench. Gosh, when you add the paycheck into it, all that stuff floods in. Right, you're no longer just hey, bring your car over and we'll take it apart and maybe put it back together the right way. Right, you turn from that into like someone who has liabilities and has to maintain an inventory and has to spend at least 10% of their time in front of a computer screen now instead of actually just working on the car. Yeah, man, you make some great points. But, uh, hmm. So so in the case of the mechanic, if it's somebody who's, who's like, main passion is, is working on cars and fixing fixing uh engines and machinery and whatnot in that case do you think obviously it totally depends on the person himself but do you think the best bet would be to work for somebody else and just be a mechanic so that 
so that you can be on the front lines working on these engines every day? Yeah, but then won't you always, like... I guess maybe one problem with the system is, like, and this might not be true for the mechanic, but let's go back to the call center center lady, right? She, If she does well, she is probably, like, incentivized to become a manager instead of staying as just a, a basic call center representative. Right. Right? Like her, that her also blows paycheck. my mind a bit. Yeah, yeah. She, she's she's got to work up. She's always incentivized to, like, get promoted. I mean, some companies probably aren't like this, but, you know, and specific to, like, a call center, there are also things that her other incentives, like the her measures of success probably aren't, like, her resolution rate of saying, I... Uh, I solved x percent of problems that came in right that's probably one factor but there's probably her managers probably look at like the number of calls she takes uh the number of like credit cards she sold or any upsells that they have right or like you know length of calls trying to keep them short like that's probably call volume is probably more important to her managers than the actual resolution rate right and when you're a customer calling yep. in and even when you're her you probably just care about solving the problems that's probably like the most rewarding thing where's that going well no where, where you're going with that is that if if she ends up super good at her job and loving her job um and and she ends up being the best person in her position and a management spot opens up then all of a sudden she gets promoted to that management spot and she's no longer doing what she loves now she's telling people how to do it and uh probably hating the paperwork portion of that right right and she might not be a good manager right like she just might not have the skills for that at all yeah so i don't know and it feels like a lot of things are maybe maybe that way where like the wrong things are kind of set as the goalposts. good stuff i forgot about this last week um when we were talking about car crashes that we've been in and caused, mm-hmm. I caused a very big one where I totaled the car Seriously? and I totally forgot about it. And it's a, it's a very embarrassing story, so I might as well tell it. Are we on air right now? We are. Okay. And maybe this will just become the whole thing. <laughs> this last five minutes in this. And we can just put out like an eight-minute episode. <laughs> Bill, cool with that? Where's my... Here we go. Okay. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Bill. You know, I was thinking, like, my original thought for this thing was, like, that we could make, instead of, like, clapping or making a loud sound where you can see a jump in the waveform for where to cut things, we could just use this because it would stand out very, like, visibly in the waveform. I don't know if that's true, though. I've never never tested that. I wonder how this stands out. Whoa! It stands out whimsically. So I, it's probably just a, an annoyance for Bill when he's trying to dynamically compress this thing. Bill, back to work. Uh, oh, okay, so... Mm, mm, <laughs> at, this, uh, at this point in time, I guess sure. I'm going to talk like a cop where I add way too many words to, <laughs> to things. At this point at the, in time... At this current of, specific point in time... Yes. Yeah. I had been um, joined together with uh, a Caucasian female uh, 
for roughly uh, about a year. One so year? I was uh, one year. I was I was okay. with Ash for about a year, and I was driving. <laughs> I was driving her car, a Monte Carlo, a nice, beautiful cream-colored Monte Carlo with like crimson pinstripes, if I remember right. Sure. Um, so a very heavy, heavy car. Uh, I think we were yeah. So we we were going back to my hometown, and then we were coming back to Kearney, uh, the unspecified location where you currently live, which we will never see. Or do I? Off. Or do you? So yes, I was I driving. I was driving back there, and so I was driving her car. She was in the passenger seat, and I was. I think we had just been at like the bowling alley the night before or something, and I won one of those rubber balls with the spikes. You know, the like what gets, the ro- like the the inflated balls, like the claw machine balls. You know, with the spike. Oh, with, with the, the little bumps on it. So yeah. The so when you knocks. drop it, it bounces. Is bounces that what in they're a there weird, for? Weird directions. Is that is that what they're there for? They look like a big like amoeba or something. Okay. You are know. they the one? Are they the squishy ones, or just like a normal inflatable ball? Oh, they're they're inflatable, but they're very squishy, right? Like you could grab a part of it and really squeeze it, and it would like hyperinflate in one place. Okay, yeah. And the, the little tentacle would look like a really odd nipple on this one little part that you've overinflated. I know exactly what you're talking about. I have a closet full of them. <laughs> I expect nothing less. I hope you got those when you went to the party store for your little. Train whistle. You still have your train whistle? Uh, you tell me. <laughs> you might as well just blow on a two by four. <laughs> I was blowing as hard as I could just now too. Oh my god. Can we please hear it again? I'd be happy to. Hopefully it doesn't wake up the neighbors. Hey. Oh, that's a little better. That was a little clear. It just needed to, to blow some of the dust out of there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Get a little moisture on there. <laughs> Wetting the whistle. Sorry, go on. Oh. Oh, man. Well, I just looked back, and I can't see the path I walked on. Oh, the knob ball. The knob ball. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I just screamed into the mic. Sorry, Bill. And so I, I had one of these things in my right hand, left hand on the steering wheel, or probably left knee on the steering wheel, right hand bouncing this thing off the dash. Oh, in no. Front of Ashley. Yeah. Are you on the uh, highway at this point? I'm on the highway. Great thing is, there's no one else on this highway ever. Okay. You pass maybe like eight to 10 cars in the 30 mile drive. Sure. So they had just laid oil down on this road. And it had just rained the night before. So I, and there was no shoulder on the road, so I, at one point, kind of veer off the road a little bit and hit a puddle of water. And I, like, veer back on, right? And I'm bouncing this ball, so I'm maybe not paying as much attention as I should. And just for, like, a second, I'm back on the road, and everything's fine, and Ash is about to, you know, give me the sermon on oh big guy you think you can do two things at once because nope and the car starts like sliding we're going 60 and the car starts like hyperplaning just because it's got two wet wheels now and so that side of the car starts going broad down the highway and we're sliding and i'm like twisting the wheel trying to get it back straight 
Still going Jeez. 60 because fresh oil and water don't mix. Um, right. And eventually, I, uh, I kind of get it straightened out, but it's clear that we're going to go off the road, so I c- gently kind of veer to the right in my lane off the road and pretty flat around that area. So we're, we're like heading towards a ditch that's not like a steep drop off. It's like one you could drive even a Monte Carlo up and down. And okay. we just start to slow down and we're probably going about 10, eight, five miles an hour. And there's this concrete culvert, right? Which is just like a big block of concrete uh, where the ditch kind of slopes off. Sure. And car, and this is the only thing around for like a mile either way that I could have possibly hit that would be terrible. And I just, just creep over this culvert and we just, the nose of the car slips, like tips down and the car slides down this culvert and there is the worst kind of noise of concrete and everything under her car, metal, Ah. tubes, wires, just, just like scraping, not terribly. So, um, we kind of, we land it feels like a teeter-totter, just like the nose of the car just barely touching down, right? We're not hurt or anything. Sure. Uh, we get out of the car, and I'm like, oh, crap, we're going to have to call a tow truck because uh, the front wheels aren't touching the ground now. And so I'm making a long story out of this. No, this is so good stuff. I think I think we'd only been together like a month. Um, <laughs> Seriously? Actually, it w- yeah, it wasn't a year. Now that I think about it, it was, a, it was about a month. And... Um, so we call a tow truck and they, this guy just, I, I didn't argue with him because it's his job. He knows the best way to pull it out, but, um, just got a, a chain on the back of the car, pulled it right up over that concrete block <laughs> and just ripped the hell out of the undercarriage. Wow. And yeah, yeah, real bad deal. I think the car was fine when we went over and like you know maybe a few things scratched up but i i didn't hear like any puncturing it was all scraping scratching sure. but when it got back up it was totaled right no visible Jeez. damage to the car it's just all underneath from pulling this thing back up on the road right uh so that was that was the first month and that was when she was still on her uh, parents's insurance for her car and so i got to meet her dad <laughs> so that's one way to meet the dad hey holy moly yeah well yeah. okay at the very least i'm gonna see the silver lining here that was a bonding moment because like what nine years later and you guys are still going strong how uh, long has only, it been only seven only seven. seven yeah yeah so that oh god and bless her dad he's like the nicest and uh and was the coolest guy about it I was like, oh, I'll pay for everything. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Here's a check. And come to think of it, that was the first accident that I had been in that I had to, like, handle the insurance on, right? Or that, Mm -hmm. like, my insurance mattered on. So I didn't even realize at the time that, like, oh, my insurance is going to pay for this. My premiums are going to go up, but, you know, I'm not going to have to, like, shell out six grand for this car or whatever it was. Right. Oh, bless bless his heart. He was totally cool about it. And, uh, you know, for this guy dating his daughter for a month 
and then you know he goes and like totals her car with her in it going yeah. 60 down the highway he totals the car uh yeah Jeesh. it's a it's a pretty that was a pretty terrible thing of me to do man that's nuts so that just kind of escalated quickly that did that did um but I think you're right in that it did uh, it did bond us a little bit and it like not that it was an endearing thing for me to do for her parents but <laughs> right. I at least got a display like oh this was 150% my fault and here's my checkbook and I'll sign every check on it I am so sorry I make $8 an hour at the farm store but you know you can overdraft my account if it comes to that I don't care I right. messed up I messed up yeah. big time guy I'm sorry man that's nuts but yeah. it I mean it does sort of show your character too because there are a lot of there it is, yeah. like sort of douchers out there <laughs> that would say <laughs> oh well uh, somehow the car got in a crash and I don't know so I guess I'm going to get a, ta- a taxi cab back, back home or something I thought you were going to say tattoo Rip car <laughs> Rip Monte Carlo Jeez, that's nuts. So, yeah. so what was uh, what was the mood when you were waiting for the tow truck? Oh, kind of laughing. Oh, uh, really? The, you know, the sheriff came out. Like we're out in bumfuck nowhere, so it was like a deputy sheriff, county sheriff comes out, and uh, he's he's kind of laughing about it because we're okay, and he sees that like it wasn't we didn't wreck going at a high speed. We were like right. flying around on the road at a high speed, and thank God no one was coming from the other direction right um but yeah he was laughing about it and like i had even somehow there was a sign that like kind of oh maybe there was a sign by this culvert that i didn't keep going on the flat road because i didn't want to hit the sign but i didn't see the culvert so that's why i veered towards the culvert um but i bumped the sign and so it was bent way down and the sheriff just comes out and like first thing he does is grabs the sign and like bends it up by hand and it's still a little <laughs> nice. bent at the bottom and he like kind of taps it and it wiggles a little bit and he's like oh, I think it's alright <laughs> and so that, that set the mood and like you know all I could do at that point was uh, try to be try to fall as gracefully as possible yeah. well that's good man um, Yeah. seven years ago so early 20s that sounds uh I mean, man, I could see myself kind of freaking out in that at that point, even though it was, even though you were going slow when uh, when the crash occurred. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it was a, it was a terrible feeling because, especially once I got it kind of back in control and going straight on the road, I could still feel it like sliding off the road. Weird. And and it was just a, a moment where we both knew like, oh God, we're gonna have to go into the ditch like this. And it's kind of it was kind of helpless, right? Like, yeah, because everything slows down, of course. But then there was just a second there where, like, if those tires weren't wet, I could just hit the brakes and we'd be fine. But uh, we're going that way, so huh. here we go. Slip. Wow. Yeah, I I actually just uh, I just talked to her about this yesterday. Is why it came up again. I think we were, we were talking about embarrassing things, like the last time you've tripped and fell in public. Do you have any <laughs> any good ones of those? Well, in in the high school and actually in the college days too, I used to sometimes in public trip and fall on purpose. 
That is so much fun. Um, <laughs> this was before, like the, the the people were doing it on the Instagrams and the YouTubes and all that, <laughs> right. like doing it for for the like, You were just doing it for your own personal life. Yeah, exactly. Seeing a few people go, oh man, I I was all about just getting outside of the comfort zone. So just <laughs> yeah. do that stuff in public. Oh, that's great! <laughs> I forgot about that, but yeah, you yeah you you totally do something like that. But there was there was there were some cases there there's there's one thing there's one part of it where you're where you like trip and like purposely stumble like trip over your own feet but catch yourself yeah. but then, <laughs> there's a whole other spectrum where you actually trip and fall and you can't like you act like you can't regain your footing and you just face plant on the ground <laughs> you're because that, you know windmilling and okay. yeah exactly <laughs> but then <laughs> Because once you cross that threshold of actually falling, then all of a sudden you're making a scene. <laughs> you know, you're not just you're not yeah. just tripping and catching yourself. You're falling and <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, making people stare at you. But oh, man, yeah. it's it, it's fun. It's uh, <laughs> it's fun. To it, you know, try. I I saw this uh, this video of this this girl who who does that stuff on I don't know YouTube or Instagram or something. Um, she does the same thing, except she, she makes it even more more theatric, and uh, and more of a scene. She'll be <laughs> she'll be carrying like she'll be at Burger King, for example. She'll just have gotten her tray of food and French fries and soda and stuff like that. And oh, no. she, she, yeah, she'll like she'll totally sell it and just trip over herself and throw this stuff straight in the air. <laughs> And act like she just really tried. <laughs> it's okay. I think it's. I, I love it. I, I love it. I love and I it. Hate it. I I hate it because, dude, you're making the Burger King staff like clean up after you. Yeah, just, exactly. That that's the the dumb part. But hopefully she's dropping some cash on him. Like, yeah, you know, here's like, either give me the mop or here's fifty bucks for cleaning this up because right. I know I get it. Yeah, it was, a, it was a stunt, and I'm just trying to sell ads online. But my goodness, it's some of the funniest stuff. Just oh, it's it's kind of it reminds me of that like milk yeah. thing where people yeah. would like throw milk. Or but I would always get pissed off at them. Like that's yeah, just straight that sucks. up. Yeah. But you can't remember the the last time that you legitimately fell in public. Um. Okay, actually, sort of. I don't know that I've that I've ever been like walking around and just fallen, <laughs> like trip, tripped or fall down the stairs or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but at the office, uh, you know, shortly after I started there, well, I should preface this by saying, at this office where I work, everybody has a Nerf, like Nerf gun, and they throw those whizzy darts uh, for the sake of quote unquote culture. So. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's so a very, I was very culture, culture centric thing for twenty five plus year old Caucasian males. Yeah, yeah. super yeah, we, important for our our, our we, culture. Yeah, we have fun here. Mandatory <laughs> 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 fun. Yeah. Look at our ping pong table. Don't move right. the dust. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was still getting used to the whole dart thing because a lot of times people throw those. Uh, those whistling ones at you from all the way across the room 
And uh, so I was still getting the hang of those and still dodging them. At this point, I just I hear one coming and I just sort of close my eyes and take it. But <laughs> <laughs> it's hell. It oh, is hell. Man. So, but at that point, I was still dodging them and whatnot. So I was sitting in my chair, sort of uh, relaxed, taking a bit of a break, and I hear this dart coming at me. I look behind me, and it's coming straight at me, so I lean back, and my whole chair just (laughs) tips all the way over. (laughs) Like, on my back, on the ground, still sitting in my chair. (laughs) Everyone in the office looked over at me. (laughs) I just kind of, like... Like awkwardly chuckled and and <laughs> like s- stood back up. Just, damn, that's good coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was funny looking oh. back on it. It was funny. It was a little embarrassing at the time, but it was it, good stuff. It in the long yeah, run. yeah. I get oh, that. big time. But anyway, so <laughs> we're we're at like a, a Mexican restaurant, and uh, I think we had just gotten our chips, and I ordered. <laughs> this is gonna be good. It's. A, at a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Well, I ordered uh, guacamole, mild guacamole, <laughs> as we discussed last week, and uh, and so I'm I'm very eager about this because I, I think uh, I was on a diet at the time or something, and uh, you know I just reached for a chip and kind of swatted my arm too fast, knocked over my <laughs> glass of water, uh, and it was is one of those Mexican restaurants where like. It's not just a small glass. Like, they always have the biggest, like, 32-ounce glasses, plastic Pepsi cup from 95, you know? So it's just water draining onto the table. And I, oh, God. And so I spill it in a way that is right onto my crotch. Like, right, like, my pants become, like, the bounty quicker picker-upper for this whole thing because it's all on my chair. It's not, it's on my crotch and it's on my chair. And, like, some ice cubes fall on, on the floor, but most of this just soaks right into, like, <laughs> right right on my crotch. And then, like, it's on the chair, too, so on my butt. Oh, man. Yeah. And I don't, like, stand up right away and try to dodge it. I try to, like, <laughs> like, when you're in that situation, you just have to, you're like, okay, how can I minimize the attention? The what can I what can I do to be like, oh, this isn't a big deal? So I just sit there and I'm like, I turn the cup back up and I just sit there like, oh, ew, whatever. <laughs> and I throw like two napkins at it and it's just soaking into my boxers <laughs> and like down my legs and like my sock even gets wet. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, no, no. And, and this, is all, this is all before the meal, right? Yeah, Ash is laughing. Uh, she gives her my napkin. She, she hands over the napkins, but... You know, from there it's she's like you're on your own, and I'm I'm just gonna enjoy this. Uh, so I'm I'm just drenched, and like uh, a waiter comes out, and he like he's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go grab a mop. Do you you just want to switch tables real quick? Um, just just move over, uh, and I'll I'll get it cleaned up. And I'm like, oh no, you know I don't need to move. I'm fine. <laughs> Still trying to play it cool. Uh, and so he goes and gets the mop, and he's like. He pulls it out, and it's very apparent that, like, it's going to be much easier if I just get out of the way if we move right. tables. Uh, but I st- he asks again. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. We're fine. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> and and he kind of gives me a look like, buddy, you're in. You're, you're, you're drenched, and, like, you're making it harder for me to, like, right. mop around this stool. I ain't going to do that. So 
I'm like, oh, okay, oh, I'm sorry, we'll move. And so then there's this whole production, like three people come out and like all at once grab everything off our table and move it to a new table uh, right beside it. And this is the other thing, the table, the new table is right there, right next to it. So, and then they bring our food out. And so I have to eat while watching this guy mop up the water that I spilled right. in my soggy pants, uh, trying to enjoy my, you know, burrito platter man yeah so how does one handle that situation though i i probably handled it about as poorly as i could have by like trying to play it down i should have been like oh gosh oh looks like supper's on me or whatever you know one of those (laughs) stupid something well i guess we have to go to the pants store after this (laughs) Uh, so yeah, that that was probably the most awkward thing I've done in public in the last month. So, oh, that was recently. Oh yeah, last yeah. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> that that kind of stuff is like normal for me. <laughs> Not that's awesome. For as like composed as I come off sometimes, like uh, yeah, that happens frequently. <laughs> I remember another time. I I don't know why this is. Uh, I guess this is the theme of the the show is just embarrassing things we've done recently sure but, uh so a guy that i work with comes over to my cubicle uh to to shoot the shit and i have a my cup with tea in it it's got a top it's like a tumbler and it's got like a top that you don't screw on but you press in it's got like a silicon wedge in it yep and so i'm kind of like playing with that like twisting it while he's talking and there's only a little bit of tea in there <laughs> while he's talking but um, I turn it in the right way and pull it at the same time or something like I'm just fiddling with it and the thing just explodes like the top comes off and all the tea goes on my shirt on my white shirt <laughs> of course I'm wearing a white shirt that day and uh, a little bit on my, my face <laughs> and this was all while he's talking about something right <laughs> this is perfect I'm like yeah I'm I'm listening or whatever but i'm really fiddling with this thing and it just explodes all over me and i just drop it and just stay really still for a second and again what do you do do you, right. do you try to play it cool like oh that didn't really happen <laughs> or do you, did he keep talking or do you freak out <laughs> no he laughed he was like what <laughs> what just happened <laughs> and i'm like um i, I don't know i I don't know. I created a vacuum in this cup or something, and then I released it, and shrapnel is all over me. Um, that was that was probably about three months ago. There you go. Uh, what uh, what time of day was this? Morning or afternoon? Afternoon. Just okay, nice that's afternoon good. Afternoon activity for me. So you didn't have to go home and change or anything. You probably just. Just uh, oh no! Kept going strong with the stained shirt. Stained shirt. I just kept eating my burrito and my soggy pants, man. Yep. Both both scenarios. Just power through it. <laughs> Everybody's, you know, and it's one of those. The Mexican restaurant was like one of those things where everybody after that point is like they kind of have a cockeye looking at you for the rest of the time. Yeah. Well, you're you're, you're now uh, you're now like the spill guy in the restaurant. Oh, you so are. And, oh, Jesus, the way. Whereas otherwise you're just, otherwise you're just another like guy in passing. That's right. 
the I think the worst part of that was I had ordered a beer too, and like the first guy, first waiter to come up is like, "Hey, no more beer for you, right?" <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Dang it. And he kind of says it loud, so everybody's probably, like, "Oh, he's been drinking." <laughs> right. Fuck, man! It's like the first tenth of a Michelob Ultra that I've had. This is <laughs> right. I'm not drunk. I'm just a clumsy guy. So how how was it walking out of the restaurant? Um, <laughs> I could see that being kind of yeah, weird too. We were seated somewhat by the door, so I, you know, not. I don't think anybody like saw my wet, dripping pants, and it was raining <laughs> right. out. Okay. So so the second I got outside, I'm like walking with my crotch wide open, like, oh, it's the rain. <laughs> <laughs> it obviously has rained a lot on this area. So right. That's what's going on here, guys. Um, yeah. Man, gotta love it. Yeah, that was fun to relive. I'm glad I did that. I am too. I appreciate that. You know, uncomfortable situations, especially when they're, uh, well, when they're lighthearted like that. I appreciate the heck out of them. Yeah, I do too. I don't know why I. I we need to think of more of these. Like you, your do. chair, your chair flip. Oh man, it was epic. <laughs> and I hope your office was just very quiet. They were. Too. Well, yeah, it's weird because I'm, I'm, I work for a company who's the client of the company whose office I work in. <laughs> so they have to be like professional and nice to me. They can't be like, we're not like friends you know we're not co-workers yeah. Yeah. i'm their client so that makes it especially awkward oh boy man i just love that stuff though it's yeah, i mean it's, it's memorable again again it's a uh it's a break in the monotony it i don't know it's just fun to feel uncomfortable sometimes it's i i totally get that um i'm with you there and it's it doesn't hurt, right? Right? Nobody's no. going to like... What's the worst... Yeah, what's the worst thing that can come of it? Can you remember at all, like, the last person that you saw a trip or the last person that you saw spill something in a restaurant? Like, you can't remember who they no, are I, or their face at all? Not at all. No. I just care about me, and that's how everybody thinks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, while we're on the subject of being uncomfortable, um, I've heard... I've heard... Uh, Tim Ferriss and Noah Kagan talk about uh, talk about this whole act of being uncomfortable and put putting yourself in weird, uncomfortable situations. In uh, actually, in the four-hour work week, uh, Tim Tim talks about getting outside Jim. of your comfort zone. Yeah, Jim Ferriss. Jim, we need to yeah, we need to fuzz his SEO a little bit. Let's start calling him Jim. <laughs> He's probably getting a little too popular on the webs. Good point, Jim, Jim Ferriss. Ferriss. <laughs> Embarrassed, <laughs> the embarrassment guy. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Practical guide to embarrassment. <laughs> nice. How to be uncomfortable by Jim Barrissing. <laughs> that, that all came together a little too slick. It did. That was not even scripted. Well, not on your end, but. <laughs> so anyway, he he uh. He gives gives this exercise of how to put yourself in a weird, uncomfortable situation. He said, "Does anybody have trouble doing that?" <laughs> I don't know. Is this but, just? Oh my god! Oh, but again, the idea behind it is as awkward as a situation can be. What is the absolute worst thing that can happen? So what he says is, um, 
he says that you should go into your local Starbucks and uh, a sp- or or a bar or probably not a bar. I would probably stick with Starbucks and just lay on the ground for like ten or twenty seconds and then stand up and walk outside. No. Yeah, Man, that's. That, that, I think that's that that's seems too like extreme. The wrong way to do it. That seems yeah. like intentional embarrassment and nah. Nah. Yeah, but, well, man, I think there's something to be said about, like, I don't know, man. I don't know if you think this way, too, but doing something like that can potentially taint your name or your reputation. Well, especially in a, a town your size. Uh, oh, big time. But I, I would say, like, I get it, right? There, there are things you can do to build your confidence, I guess. I don't know, that, that just seems like a, a weird approach to it, right? If I really want to be, like, outgoing and, like, talkative, I can do that. I just have to, like, sit down and kind of psych myself up for it. Sure. And like you said, like, nothing's going to happen. We're all we're all only here for a few years. <laughs> Nothing matters, right? Yep, right. That, that takes a little energy and, like, kind of a little bit of a... I, I can do that all in my head, though, right? That's all arithmetic. That's not me having to go lay on the ground in public and like true inconvenience people so i would think if, especially if it's somewhere busy right what are you doing guy yeah using and, up space yeah laying in the the macchiato that guy with the wet pants dropped <laughs> what are you doing guy? <laughs> cleaning it up <laughs> yeah that's that, that was a weird weird concept i see where he's coming from on it like it, it just basically means intentionally put yourself in an awkward situation. Yeah. yeah. But at what yeah, point I mean, do these do these guys like? Come on, really? Is that like you get paid to write that kind of stuff and come up with those ideas? Right. Not that I should be garbage talking Jim Barris, but like seriously, can we just we should be able to figure this stuff out? Like what we just did, we should be able to reflect on times like the most embarrassing things we've ever done. And see that oh yeah no one no one cares anymore. Yep. So and just use that right. Just be reflective. Agreed. And then uh, just sort of reflect on on future embarrassing moments too, like right after they happen. Oh because yeah. Because they will continue to happen. Savor them. Savor. Yeah. Them. Appreciate them. Again, dude, breaking the monotony. That's yeah. That's huge. Man, good stuff. Laying on the floor in a coffee shop, though. Is that really a... That's a life hack. That's at least... But you know what? Is that really the most efficient use of 20 minutes in your four-hour work week? (laughs) Right? True. Are you really going to be a CEO of a multinational corporation from your uh, beach hammock? You're spending (laughs) 20 hours every week doing that? I don't know. Yeah, who knows, man. But I think there are a lot of people who follow him who, who actually did it. Like, lay down for 10, 20 seconds and then get up. Is this how uh, planking started? Is this what that was? 